Welcome to Neutral Exposure, a space for reflection and inspiration with photographers across a range of disciplines. My name's Al Simmons. In, you know, quite a few interviews that you've done, you know, you talk about how how you started out and how you kind of formed your uh, your career in Copenhagen. But, you know, as a little bit of background, you know, what, what, what took you to Copenhagen and, and how long have you been based out there? Uh, I've been here for 15 and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was working as a ski bum in France and I met a Danish girl. Yeah. And she was moving back to become a nurse and I just followed her because I had nothing better to do. And then I... I stayed and I broke up with her and found another Danish girl and now mm-hmm. I've got the kids and the house and I'm here. <laughs> and life, life, life is very much in Denmark now. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine moving back to England now. But mm. I, I wasn't living in England for a few years before I moved here. I was kind of bumming around a bit. I left England when I was 21 and I was like, I'm going to go and see the world and live somewhere with a really nice climate and mountains. And I ended up somewhere totally flat with no... Yeah where there's like hardly any sunshine most of the year okay <laughs> but so uh so 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 it was skiing and uh life life on the on the mountains that was drawing you at an early age or yeah i wanted to get out of england actually i was kind mm-hmm. of i wanted to go and explore the world and have some adventures and yeah i i, I finished university when i was 21 I, I did philosophy with politics which didn't really lead me anywhere uh, and I just bummed around for a few years and, and yeah. then moved here. And then it was when I moved here that I kind of started to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in terms of um, your, I suppose, young, younger years, you know, were you, were you always fairly creatively minded? No, uh, not really, actually. I was a pretty late starter. I was, I mean, I had a camera when I was a teenager, um, but it was mostly just for taking pictures of my mates and like, you know, if, if something was funny, I took a picture of it or if there was a party. But mm-hmm. I don't think I was ever trying to, like, take a good photo. And it was just point and shoot. And I wasn't really interested in in trying to take a good picture, to be honest. Mm. Uh, and I wasn't really doing art at school or anything like that. Um, this, this stuff all kind of came when I was in my 20s. I was, like, a really late starter. Um, I taught myself graphic design. Um I learned to use Photoshop and Illustrator and stuff like that and started working as a graphic designer and then picked up a camera while I was doing that and that became my my new thing. And then I I went all in. Um, But yeah, I think I was, it pretty much started when I was about 27. My dad bought me a a DSLR. Um, And that was like my first proper camera, a Nikon D80. And... uh, and then it just kind of it went from there. Then I got hooked. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what what sort of stuff were you shooting when when you kind of stepped over from graphic design? Was it was it product work or it was all sorts of rubbish, like travel and street and the kind of cliched things that 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 everybody starts out with, and that maybe yeah. is like a everyone has to start out with <laughs> you have to yeah, start yeah, yeah. you have to start taking photos of something but yeah you know i would go on holiday and see like a cliched old person sitting there and ask if i could take their picture and and that kind of thing you know and um and then i i i got more and more interested in it and i started to to buy a lot of old film cameras okay because i realized that they were really cheap and they were really beautiful I was kind of fascinated by the cameras themselves. Mm. Um, and they were just, they were so different, all of them. You know, like you could just go for, you could spend five quid or you could spend a hundred quid and get all sorts of different cameras that had like a different look. And I got really into that and built a dark room in my apartment um, and kind of made this really scratchy, black and white, kind of arty, fine art slash street photography kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, And then I decided at one point that I wanted to take it more seriously. You know, I wanted to like make a living because I was still working as a graphic designer. It was just a hobby. 
-hmm. And then how am I going to do that? How am I going to, how am I going to make a living doing this? How am I going to actually get someone to pay, pay me and not have, not, not be competing all the time with other people. And I couldn't see black and white scratchy photography was going to get me very far. It was going to be a, that would be a tough ride. Yeah. I'd have to be, yeah, I think I wanted to, I would be like, I wanted to be like Roger Ballin or something like that. That would be, that would be the dream. Yeah. But I also was pretty realistic. That wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so 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 how did how did you transition from scratchy black and white to almost the polar opposite? I spent a while thinking about what is it that I wanted to take pictures of. You know, like I just had a kid, and I needed. I realized I needed to get paid for doing this. If I'm going to like stop my job and go and do this, I can't just I can't just ask about. I need to try to get. You know, I need to make it into a living, a sustainable living. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to do something that I thought would be really interesting and fashion I'd been doing I was working at a, at a clothing company a fashion company and I was doing all the, the house photography for them at the time and it wasn't really interesting for me um, I mean it's fun and everything but I felt like I'd seen so much great fashion photography and so much really boring photography and I didn't have anything to add to that uh, yeah. And then fine art wasn't going to work. Taking portraits, oh, there's a million portrait photographers. Um, band photos, yeah, that's not going to make me much of a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw some work by a couple of photographers in particular, uh, Wolfgang Sievers and Morris Broomfield. And they were taking pictures of big industrial um, facilities back in, in the 50s and 60s. Uh, when oil companies were were really proud of their oil refinery and they wanted to show the world, look at our amazing oil refinery, see how big yeah. and clever we are. Um, before that went really out of fashion um, and they wanted to try to hide all of that. But I just saw these pictures and I was like, this was a whole world opened up to me. It was, a, it was literally a light bulb moment. I saw it mm. and I was like, that is what I'm going to do. Uh, and I put all my film cameras in a in a drawer <laughs> and closed the drawer and went full on color digital. Uh, changed my style quite a lot, um, and 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 never looked back. Okay. Yeah. And was it was it the was it the subject matter that drew you to those photographers in particular, or was it the the aesthetic of it? Or kind of mix of the two. It was a mix of the two. Uh, mm. It was, it was that I thought it looked really, really cool and interesting and out of this world. And I thought if I can go to those places where they, where they, they take those pictures, yeah. I'm going to have an amazing time. Like, I'm going to have <laughs> life experiences, and I'm going to see things that other people don't get to see. Yeah. And there's probably some companies there that have some budgets as well it was a nice mm-hmm. little a nice little thing on top but that was that was like that was just a nice bonus i mean i got really excited about the stories and the things that i was going to see sure so from that point of realizing you know what you were maybe what was going to be a good route to go down or, or a route that you wanted to go down what were the first projects that kind of picked you up momentum and, and got you going I started off by trying to ask any of my friends or family if anybody worked in some kind of factory or or laboratory mm-hmm. or something that I could get access to. And I didn't have a lot of luck. One got one guy got me into like a an offset printer in London, like a really small one. Um and I spent like a whole day there photographing every corner and every every little piece of dust and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um and then, the, like, one of the first really big ones, or, the, like, the main things was, that, you know, I, at the beginning, I just had to build a portfolio because I wanted to go after, I wanted to get published in, like, really high-end magazines, and I wanted to get these companies to hire me to, mm-hmm. to photograph their, their, their stuff as well. And then, um, you know, I had to build a portfolio. I had to try, I, I want, the kind of clients that I wanted to approach editorially and, and commercially I realized that I needed to come with something something good in my bag before anyone would take me seriously. Mm. So I tried to just get in anywhere that I could. Um, 
And I got into a couple of smaller places, but one of the, the, the big breaks I had was I went to, to CERN in Switzerland where they have the Large, Large Hadron Collider. Mm. And I booked myself on like a public tour, which you can do, but they only show you kind of like a movie and then you go to like a kind of presentation area. You don't get to see anything behind the scenes. So I emailed the press office and said, I'm a photographer and I'm, I'm taking pictures of industry and science and can you show me anything? And they said, yeah, we've, we booked you on like a tour with an engineer for the whole day and he's going to show you some stuff. Great. Which, which was just like beyond my dreams. I never thought mm. that that would happen. So I met an engineer there who said, next time you want to come, just call me and don't go through the press office. I can show you anything. I can take you around. So I went back two times and, and, and shot more stuff. And then he hired me or his department hired me to come back and shoot again. And then they bought everything that I'd, shot up until that point as well awesome so yeah. that turned out really really well mm. and at the same time i was doing stuff like you know in the very beginning i was calling like the toyota company hotline customer service and saying like, hey i'm a photographer i want to photograph your factory who do i speak to and they just kind of laughed at <laughs> me and hung up so i was like spending a lot of time working out okay who is the person that i need to speak to to get access to this place and who is the person I need to speak to if I want to try and sell myself um, as a photographer? Because that's normally two different people as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, half of my, my art form, I guess, is uh, getting, figuring out how to speak, how, who, who to speak to and convincing them you've, to you've let got, me in. You've got the, got the gift, gift of the gab. I don't know. It's perseverance. It's, it's still like my least favorite part of the job, to be honest. I yeah. really don't like doing it. I, I much yeah. prefer it when I just get commissioned sure. <laughs> and the access is there. But it's also like it's a necessary thing. You know, even though I, I treat my commercial projects and my editorial projects and my personal projects as like one thing. You know, they, mm -hmm. all, in, they all go to the same kind of output. And I mm -hmm. pretty much all the time I hold the rights and I shoot in the same kind of way. But there's something about the ones that I find myself that have a special place in my yeah. heart or that I end up being a little bit more happy with. Yeah, I guess it's more of a full journey than, than just being told that you're going here and you're shooting this. Mm. But I do like that as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, at, at, at the time when you were reaching out to all these you know, places that you thought would be interesting topics to go and shoot yourself, you know, were you working uh on you know edit editorial assignments alongside to to you know to pay the bills or yeah let me try to think what i was doing i managed to pay i managed to pay the bills somehow uh yeah i think it was just small jobs here and there i just took anything i could get yeah and it was it was mostly editorial stuff in the earlier day in the earlier days you know like wired would would buy a picture every now and then and that was like the best day of my life back then mm -hmm. uh and then like you know i got a commission from wallpaper and but, the, you know, no disrespect to any of them, but there, there was pretty small money back in those days. Mm. Um, you know, it, it was I, I, somehow I managed to, to eke out a living. I was I was convinced with about what I was doing and I just yeah. had to, to pursue it, you know, with like blinkers on. Sure. So you're, you're, the, the, the focus for you was 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 going after the, the, the you know, the, the things that you wanted to shoot. Yeah, I figured out pretty quickly that if I just shot what I wanted to shoot, it would yeah. always work out. Mm -hmm. It would if I just went somewhere, if I just bought the plane ticket myself, made the contact myself, booked hotel, went there, shot it. It would. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, there's no time where I've done that where I've regretted it or it hasn't worked out. Most mm -hmm. of the time, I've ended up managing to sell the pictures afterwards to a magazine uh, and or otherwise it gets picked up you know on the internet by like Dizine or someone or someone runs the runs the story and then clients see that and it kind of snowballs from there you know there's been very few projects I've done where I thought that was a waste of time yeah. um they almost always work out in some way or another hmm. yeah cool so um it's it's very large scale you know what you, the 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 the, the subjects that you're shooting and um you know there seems to be a pretty common link between the you know i think it's broader than just factories you know it's 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 kind of a synthetic industrial slightly stark uh you know kind of very in almost inhumane kind of lens that you or what what, what your lens points towards and you know where, where did that 
where do you feel that that interest came from? Um, I think when I started, like when I when I started shooting this stuff, I just went for what just drew my eye. Yeah. Um, immediately, I went with my gut, and mm-hmm. um, and then as I went on, I kind of started to think more about what it what was it that I was trying to show or what I was trying to do, and and I realized that that actually like the the humanity of these places was really important to me. So even though I don't have, I don't have a lot of pictures that have people in somehow these, these places, these facilities and these machines, they kind of represented for me what was amazing about human beings and what we dream of and what we, what we need to, to live and survive and how, how eccentric we are and how we think outside the box when we have to kind of come up with a solution. So they were very, I, mean, I see it as like kind of a celebration of humanity, you know, and, and how, how, how good human beings are at, at, at building all this stuff. And which for me as a layman is, is just, I don't even know where to start thinking about how sure. people build an airplane or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or make, build a, the Large Hadron Collider, you know, and I, I don't need to understand that. It's fine. I'm never going to understand that. It's all right. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but from an outsider's perspective, I just think it's 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 incredible. And then for me, there was also there was there was there was a lot of fun in this stuff. I wanted to show, I wanted it. To, I want my pictures to be. I don't want them to be too clean and bright. I, I like them to be like a little bit dirty, mm. uh, and a little bit like and a lot a lot of color, a lot of stuff happening, and have a little bit of a sense of humor as well which i think Mm -hmm. is kind of perhaps the opposite of what you think of when you think of industrial or or more kind of corporate photography and i kind of figured that out as i was going along i started off by just shooting what i what i thought looked good and then i realized what was it that was important to me as i was moving forward Mm. and i try to put some color and and humor in as well um I can see that. Yeah. And then I, you know, there's there's also, you know, it made me think a lot as well, traveling to all these places and, and trying to figure out what's the right way to consume things. And and, and a lot of these facilities and, and factories and infrastructures, they are, like, they become symbols of what is wrong with human beings. Uh, or everything that's going wrong with the environment and everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm I totally agree that we've got a climate problem and it needs to be addressed very quickly but i think we also live in a very confusing world you know if you just close all these factories down or just stop everything we're going to be in a much worse situation so what's the what's the right way to consume things and we're bombarded all the time by uh by different people telling us different things about what's right and wrong and i Mm. I, I, it hasn't made me any more clever i don't think uh Mm -hmm. shooting all this stuff but it's been interesting you know, I'm not an investigative journalist, uh, and I'm not like I'm not going into places and trying to find uh, the bad things or trying to show people what's right or wrong. I'm I'm trying to stay as neutral as I can. Yeah, and yeah. People, when they look at the picture, I hope that they just th- make them think a little bit about where their things come from and mm-hmm. how they're made. And and I'm not trying to push any anything down their throat. Um, but you know, people that see a slaughterhouse or a, or a shoe factory, um, have, I've noticed that people have very different ideas depending on who they are about how it makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people have different kind of opinions about, or like, sort of prejudgments, I guess. But I would just yeah. like them to think about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a sense maybe that you work quite quickly. I don't know if that's true, but it kind of comes across that it's quite instinctive, the stuff that you're shooting. Yeah, I do work quickly. Um, and that's that's partly because I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want, in a way, I don't want it to, I, I think people assume that I've spent a lot of time taking the pictures because they, I, spend, I spend as much time as I can on getting the composition exactly yeah. right you know i move millimeters here millimeters there but i've got to a stage now where i can usually do that quite quickly 
and I'm and I, so I, I want to try to capture this this moment or this place uh, in a way that that makes people maybe maybe they think that I've spent a lot more time on it than I have but in mm. reality I, I have to move very quickly mm. um, you know if I'm doing a commercial job uh, where I've, I've been commissioned by the company to, to take some pictures then you know, we can take like two pictures a day and it can go really, really slowly and we tidy this up in that corner and then we take another one and there's like something up there that needs to be moved and it can go very slowly. But that doesn't necessarily make for a better picture. No. Um, I don't find that taking more time necessarily improves anything for me personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your work really kind of resonates like quite loudly. I don't know. It's really loud work. <laughs> yeah, it's not minimalist. And, uh, it's not. It's not minimalist. But you, you, it, it looks like it at a first uh, first glance. You know, you think, oh, this is really clean, graphic, minimalist work. But it's actually really not. It's quite loud, and as you, and, and it's it's quite interesting to hear you say that you want that kind of edge to be there because I think that comes across. Yeah, I mean, like ideally, and I guess any photographer would say this. You know, what what you want is someone to be drawn to 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 a picture because of they 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 see something uh that their eye is drawn towards you know uh, like a kind of a very basic like pattern or shape or color mm. and then as you look closer you find more more layers within the picture and i'm very happy that you say that because that's what i try to do but i i think that i guess almost any photographer would would want that from their picture you know even if they're a portrait photographer that's just taking a picture of somebody's face you know you still want you still want to achieve the same thing. You want to be able to find different things within that picture the longer you look at it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, in relating to that question of, um, you know, the the work having quite a, it's got quite a, a vibrant energy to it, you know, what does it feel like when you're when you're producing it? For a start, I'm, I'm usually like genuinely amazed by what I'm looking at. Like, I'm in awe, you know, I'm really excited to be at the place I'm at and really happy to have the opportunity to take a picture of it. Um, and you know, sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes I walk in and I'm like, that's the picture is just there. You know, it's mm. like the first thing is like super obvious. That's, that's, that's the picture that I want. Uh, I just have to put my tripod there. Boom. Done. Uh, other times that doesn't happen and I have to start looking a little bit more closely and it can be a bit frustrating sometimes when I'm in a place which is super amazing to be in an, an experience and visually it's amazing but finding that one angle that will like in one picture capture this thing it, it can be really difficult sometimes um but there's always a way you just you know you have to you have to just take a step back and take take your time so you know i say that i work quickly but i take my time as well you know i don't i don't rush i don't i don't i don't do it quickly because i'm I'm stressed or I'm rushed. Uh, yeah. I, I, I also think it's important to, to take my time. But I think when I'm shooting, I'm, there's a couple of different things I'm looking for. On the one hand, I'm looking for, I'm looking for that one picture that can go mm. in an exhibition or in the next book or in, you know, be put, printed really big and put on a wall. That's like one goal I have is to find that picture. And, I definitely don't get that everywhere I go. Yeah. Um, but another thing that I'm trying to do when I get there is is like find a story, is is to be able to like come away with a series of pictures that tell a story. And I've come I've gone to places where I've come away from a series with a series which I've been really happy with, and where you know I've I've sold it afterwards to magazines and stuff where they where there isn't one picture in that series that I. I've chosen for like my new book, you know, like I, it didn't, there was not one picture that on its own that really made it, but there was, there was a series that worked, worked really well together. Um, so yeah, that's, I think I'm, I'm, there's a couple of different things I'm looking for. And in that way, there's always something that I can take away from mm. these places. And yeah. again, like any, Again, I think any photographer would say this, whatever genre they're working in, you know, the best work comes out of being interested in the place that you're in. You know, like I'm more excited about being there than I am about taking a picture of it. That's almost like an mm -hmm. afterthought, you know. And if that's the way you're, you're, you're working, if you're 
like super interested in the place that you are excited about the thing you're taking a picture of you're going to get you're going to get a good picture yeah 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 yeah. that's got it that's got to be at the heart of it um and do you do you always work on your own no it depends um it depends on the shoot uh sometimes it's me and an assistant sometimes it's a whole crew sometimes it's me on my own Uh, if it's a personal project and I've found like a a factory, um, that I want to go to, then I I will quite often just go there on my own, hop on a plane, go there, do it, come back. Yeah. But sometimes I bring an assistant with me as well. If I want to do some extra video or if I think there's some extra stuff that I want covered from like a slightly different angle or, or I want to, I want to shoot tethered or maybe we need some lights for this one. Or if it's going to be a little bit more complicated in some way or other, then I'll, I'll, I'll bring a bring an assistant as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I quite like that mix of working in lots of different ways. I work, I like, I like going on my own to places mm. and having this ad- adventure on my own. I also really like working with like a big crew. You know, like when there's a lot of people around and there's a good atmosphere and you know, I only the only thing I have to concentrate on is like the the um, the creative, the aesthetic. You know, like how is it? Mm. And then someone else is doing the move that bin mm. over there and do this and do that and there's like there's i think I call it, there's a good atmosphere some a lot of the yeah. time when you work like that as well so it's nice to mix it up yeah and what is it that's um attracting you to a certain subject you know is it kind of the the subject itself or is it the aesthetic that you think is going to be available or you know kind of what what kind of thread do you see that ties the different bodies of work together if there is one yeah well i mean you know, um, one of my biggest inspirations is like this. What is it on uh, the National Geographic channel? Like how things are made. It's cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't, you know, to be honest, I haven't like even seen that many episodes. But every time I see it, I really like it. And I think, uh, you know, there's there's like there's there's a couple of different sides to my work. One is that I want to draw people in on like an like a kind of a deeper, more artistic level. Uh, and then on the other side, I, I want it to be totally open to anybody that doesn't necessarily understand it mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and just like show what is happening in these places, just open the, some doors to places that people don't get to see. And so for me, my inspiration can come from, it can come from like reading the news about a new like physics, particle physics laboratory that's just been opened under a mountain somewhere. And I'm like, ding, okay, that's going yeah. on my list of places yeah. to go. Or it can be sitting with like a, a pencil. And thinking, where did this pencil come from? What, what, I wonder what the factory that makes this looks like. Mm. And then there's endless possibilities. Um, so I, yeah, and I go through like, I go through spurts of, okay, now I'm going to be really productive. And I'm going to send out a lot of emails and, and, and do, and be very kind of like, okay, starting new projects. And then I can go through, through a few months where I, I don't do that at all because I, it's not my favorite part of the job, like yeah, okay. cold, cold emailing people and, and, uh, but it's got to be done, you know? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, and there, there's, there's various projects on your, uh, on your, well, maybe it's more in the blog area of your site. Um, there's, you know, text, which goes alongside the pictures as well. And I think some of those are maybe the text that's been list, lifted from an editorial, but are, are, are any of those words yours, you know, is, is note, note taking as you go around part of the process as well? Yeah, I um, I quite often write stuff to go with the pictures and do interviews with the people that I that I talk to, um, and I started doing it at the very beginning actually because I kind of yeah it started off as like a blog I had where I would put the projects up, and I just thought it gave an extra dimension to to the yeah picture. it does yeah yeah uh, and it gives you know I I like I like a picture to stand on its own, but I also like that when somebody wants to know more about it, there's information there yeah, um, yeah. that they can that they can read about. Um, and I I go up and down with the, with how I feel about the writing. Sometimes I like it and sometimes I hate it. A lot of the mm. time I, I really don't. I, I find it very hard compared to taking the pictures. I don't I don't look forward to sitting down and writing the the text that's going to go with the pictures. But I definitely think it's worth it, and a lot of yeah. people have told me that they—that's uh, one of the things they like really appreciate about my my series—is that there is that 
kind of whole package to it instead of just some random pictures that yeah. you don't really know what you're looking at. Uh, yeah, I guess it's I guess it's a choice you have to make. You know, do you want this to be a complete mystery or do you want it to actually make sense? Yeah, I mean, I definitely found that like when I stuck because in the beginning I would go somewhere and I would I would come away and I would write about it uh, just you know from my experience and a little bit of research and and nowadays I actually interview people when I go and I found that that really helps. That makes a big difference when I can when you can say things in 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 the first person from pe- people that work there then it makes it a more enjoyable process for me mm. but then i suppose that does give it you know in that, in having that other dimension it gives it you know you said at the beginning that what you know you're not working investigatively or you know journalistically but having that text i suppose does elevate it somewhat from just being photography yeah i mean i do i do think i work journalistically in a way uh, I'm, I'm not a trained journalist or anything but i do I'm looking for stories, you know, mm. uh, but I'm not an investigative journalist. You know, I see those guys as like they're going in undercover and like trying to expose things. And I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not doing that, but I'm definitely looking for. I want to I want to tell stories. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, so in looking at the book that you brought out um, a couple of months ago, um, it's not the first book that you've produced. Am I right? No, it's the first one of which is like like only my uh, personal work. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the last book I made a few years ago that was for for Bang and Olufsen, the mm-hmm. the Danish audio visual company. Hi-Fi company. Yeah. yeah. And I went into their like. I went through everything through their basements and found prototypes and went and visited designers and went into the factories and I went and photographed and wrote a whole book, um, like a proper book that went mm-hmm. out, um, was published by Thames and Hudson. Nice. And that was great fun. I was really lucky to get, um, to get the freedom that I had. They just trusted me and let me, <laughs> let me do a whole book. Um, and and was, that, was, was, that, was that something you approached them about, or, or was yeah, that, did that start editorially? Them. Yeah, uh, I pitched it to them, and I was amazed that they said yes. And then yeah, they just let me run with it. And you know, it's a company. It was a hundred. Well, it was at that point. It was 90, 90 years old. There's a lot of history in that company, and a lot of mm. interesting characters and people. So getting to like go really deep inside and delve down and then show everything and you know like from my point of view like the book was also you know the introduction was i don't know i think i wrote like ten thousand words or something from my point of view about the experience of coming into this company and and a little bit about the history and stuff like that and yeah i can't believe they let me mm. <laughs> go in and yeah, do yeah. that That's great. Uh, yeah so that was that was really good but this new book um that's that's the first book which is like you know just purely my um my work and it's a mix yeah. of personal and commissions um but you know threaded together with 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 a theme uh, okay yeah. so i don't think you would be i don't think you can tell any difference between yeah, yeah. if i if it's a personal project or a commission project yeah with you um that answers the question as to whether it was um yeah, purely kind of a, a standalone project or whether it was, you know, uh, different elements that had been brought together into a book. Yeah, I mean, when I started doing this thing, you know, when I, when I, when I decided that I wanted to, to pursue this uh, industrial and scientific genre, mm. I'd already decided then that at some point I'm going to make this into a book and an exhibition. Um, and... Yeah, about a year and a half ago, I felt like it was the right point um, to do that. So I kind of brought it all together and edited and and made a book and an exhibition. <laughs> uh, and you know, I like I, I also quite like the fact that they have a lot of the stories have had like several different lives. You know, they like, they've been published some of them as like the series that I was talking about before. Like you know, they've that series has been published on its own. Mm-hmm. But then I've selected the one picture from that, which I think works really well with this picture. And, and I think the vision of what I was trying to do when I started like eight years ago was, yeah, I, I, I put that vision into this book. Cool. So it wasn't necessary. Yes, uh, I suppose it's, um, 
I was going to say whether it was always intentional that you were going to put that book out, but I sp- it's, it's always been in the back of your mind that that's kind of the, you know, the optimum end result for your work. Yeah, I mean, well, like I said, you know, when I go to somewhere, I'm looking for two things. I'm looking for one, one picture that will make it into the exhibition or the book. Yeah. And I'm also looking for like a, a series or a story. And a lot of the time I didn't come away with that one picture. Um, but the ones that, that did, then I always, it was always the plan from the beginning, like that picture is going to make it into the book. Cool, cool. Um, and how, how important is, the, is, is, the, is that printed product for you? You know, do you think your work lives in the same way on a screen? No, no, no. But I, I, I don't think anybody's does. Mm. <laughs> but then yours like in particular, specific. where there's so, there's so much detail, and there's that you know, I've not seen one of your prints, you know, really large. But I imagine there's you know a lot of time that can be spent really kind of you know picking through those fine details. Yeah, the the bigger definitely definitely the better um, for most of my pictures. I feel. And that's not from like a kind of macho perspective. It's just because I think they, they're like, they're strong pictures they're, they're mm. like you said, they're loud. They're kind of shouting at you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. if they're a little, if they're, if they're small, then you kind of, maybe they look a bit messy or it can get a bit too confusing. So when you get it big, then you can start to really look at what's, What's yeah and, and, and also if you're trying to display the you know the 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 scale of human achievement and what 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 humans are capable of then yeah having it as a little six by four i guess isn't quite the same no yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah going back to the, i want to go back to that that noise aspect uh a little bit and um even though it's outside of the photography necessarily i'm kind of interested to to know or pick your brain as to whether there's any sort of um, whether you feel there's any sort of musical influence behind the work, you know, because I think again, it's kind of, it kind of, it's, it's right in the middle between, you know, being quite calm and then absolutely electric and being quite classical, but then also super modern. <laughs> and yeah, I'd, I'd be quite interested to know kind of what your, um, what your, what your musical interest is and whether you feel that kind of runs into the work at all. I could be picking into something which isn't there. I don't know, but um... yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, to be honest, it's not—it's not something I have like a ready answer for because I've—I haven't really thought about it like that. I mean, I'm really, really interested in music. I'm—I'm I'm listening to music all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it's some kind mm. of—it's somewhere in between the two. If I, the thing that springs to mind, and it's not something I've thought about before, um, but and uh, you know, it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but. You know, David Lynch has always been quite a big influence on me, and yeah, okay. I think, I think that you don't see a lot. There's not an aesthetic uh, similarity between my pictures in this work, this body of work, and and any of his stuff. Really, I don't, I don't, I don't see a, a big aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I've listened to a lot of David Lynch's soundtracks and and music that he's made as well. And there's always, I always love these kind of like super dark ambient industrial noises he puts in mm-hmm. and then he comes with like um with like a really nice like rock and roll like 50s rock and roll number or like mm-hmm. a super smooth like lounge jazz thing and then it goes dark again where you get yeah. this like <laughs> and then there comes a really nice sweet singing and then it goes dark again and i think that yeah if i had to if I had to try to put it together with some kind of music, then that it would, that would, be, it would it. be something like that, where you get this kind of like, does this picture make you happy or worried or like a bit of both? Or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it definitely leaves you with something, though. Yeah, and so I guess I guess his 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 music would make me, uh, but it, it could also be just because I love. His, his stuff and I, I think it's it's very cinematic as well you know um yeah. and industrial you know he's got those he's got those kind of noises yeah because for me there's there is like a there is really a beauty and like a poetry in some of these facilities and machines mm. but there's also a dark side there is these noises and, and yeah there's a contrast there that i think is very interesting I mean, I, I think if I was uh, in, in, in some of it, you know, particularly the stuff that's, um, uh, you know, very kind of one point perspective, um, it's almost like you've got this Van de Graaff generator running in your head. You know, it's just that like that, that 
the hum that just surrounds you. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'd like to see it large scale. Yeah. Then you can go to one of my exhibitions. I, I can come to one of your exhibitions. On, uh, at Reba, the Royal yeah. Institute of British Architects at the moment. If it, if it opens again. It opened like a week before the lockdown. I know we're not supposed to talk about the lockdown, but uh, it managed to open and then it closed again straight away. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, ho- hopefully um, before too long. So in in just looking a little more at the the position that the viewer takes with your work and you know you say that you don't you don't want to kind of make obvious opinions for you know you want you want viewers to make their their own opinion over the subject and 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 what have you um uh how 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 would the work appear differently if you were to kind of put more of your opinion on the surface okay yeah um I mean, like, my starting point is, it's like, it is like a kind of, it's, it's a wow. It's look at this place and look how amazing it is. And mm-hmm. wow, that's, that, that's just my starting point. That's what I'm feeling when I see it, right? That's my, that's the, that's the first thing that's going through my, my head. And that's, for me, I think the most important thing uh, to get across. And it's very simple. You know, it's not, you don't need to read too much into that. Um, sometimes I feel like, you know, I, I do, um, I do believe in climate change and that we need to change the way that, that we live. And should I be putting more of that into my work, that point of view? And in a way, part of me feels like a little bit like I'm kind of obliged to, um, but it just doesn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It takes away from the strength of the picture itself, if you know what I mean. And I'm yeah, then yeah. I'm then I'm going somewhere. Else. I'm going to a different place that I that I'm not that interested in. I think there are other photographers doing a really really good job of that. Um, and I don't need to add myself to that. To that. So I don't know. I guess I guess I am like, um, you know. I'm, I am conflicted a little bit in like how how to approach this, um, but I'm also in, you know conflicted in how to approach my own consumption as mm. a human being and, and the way that I live my life. So in a way, it fits quite well that my my work should reflect my own personal yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. confusion yeah. about the, you know where we're going as humans. I don't I don't know. I'm an I'm an I'm an optimist. You know, yeah. like I'm I'm an optimistic person. Like I'm, I, I try to look on the bright side of life about everything and, and think that everything is going to be all right. Um, but you also need to be like realistic sometimes. But you know, the, these these machines and facilities and stuff like stopping them overnight is not going to help. It, it's the technology that's going to get us out of this problem. You know, it's like it it's I feel like it's capitalism and technology that are gonna be the forces that change the world for the better, you know, by consumers thinking more about where things come from and communicating better and, 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 and understanding the world a bit better and telling that, you know, moving with their, what, shopping with their feet or what's the expression? Yeah, yeah. Combined with, you know, government regulation and, and yeah, governments around the world really taking it seriously and forcing companies to be more responsible and to create technology which is more efficient and works better. I mean, that's the only realistic way I can see out of this situation that we're in. Mm. I can't, I can't, I can't really think of another way that that is going to work. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. And um, and and do you do you is there any temptation to bring in any video at all? Yeah, actually, I'm I'm working on a lot of video at the moment. I've started doing more video recently, mm. uh, and it's it's very um, kind of it's like moving versions of my pictures uh, in a way. Well, again, um, I, I guess the reason I ask is it is is going back to that volume and that scale. It feels like the next logical step is to is to bring movement into it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, it's. Uh, cool. I have a ton of stuff from the last year or two of shooting that I've been taking video as well, and it's just been sitting on my hard drive. And now I'm supposed to be sitting um, 
fixing it all, but instead okay. I'm sitting in the sun. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You can't, but yes, can't blame me. It is, it is something I'm working on. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, and again, yeah, like one of my big influences has been, uh, I can never remember how you actually say it. Koyanaskatsi. Koyanaskatsi, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I just love that yeah. so much. It also makes me like uh, extremely humbled or thinking like, okay, how am I going to approach that? That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty jaw-dropping film. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought Koyaanisqatsi and um, and Manufactured Landscapes. If you if you've seen that, no, I haven't seen that. No, oh, you'd like it. It's um, it. it's a lot of factories in China with very very slow kind of tracking cameras okay, that yeah. just go through these huge scale buildings and yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it sounds that like it sounds like. Um, it sounds like my kind of thing. I think I I've think, some, I think, I think it will couple, chime with you. There are a couple of films like that as well. But mm. then I'm also thinking, right, if I'm going to start that, then I, you know, that's been done. So how yeah, am I yeah. going to do it? Do uh, it with fresh eyes. Differently or, mm. you know, yeah. Or try to make it um, more happy yeah. <laughs> or humorous or absurd rather than just like, uh, whoa okay there's a lot of stuff being made yeah yeah i hear yeah, you I don't know. um and it, it, it what about the the portrait elements of your work as well you know has that been there from the beginning or is that something that came in more as you were working editorially or is, is yeah that you know, what... that came that mostly came from uh commissions it started yeah. out as coming from commissions i mean no I, I think when i started i wanted to try to get people uh some some evidence of life or i've mm. always liked kind of slightly awkward environmental portraits like where somebody looks a bit uncomfortable uh and and, and for me it didn't it didn't sit right that you would have like kind of close crop like only the the, the upper half of the body mm. uh and then this really big shot and like it wasn't really working so then my my kind of most obvious approach was to try to take a shot of like the scene as I would shoot this room or this place mm. without a person and then like place a person in there. And, um, and I think, um, and then I started to get more editorial commissions to do that and also commercial commissions doing that. Uh, and then it became like, a, you know, a thing that I do and a thing that I did, but from, from like a personal point of view in, in terms of like which of those shots of people make it into my personal work for example into the book i just made there's you know I, there's quite a lot of shots where i have like a, a, a shot of one place and i've got one with a person and one without a person mm -hmm. and most of the time i like the one without the person because it can also get very it can suddenly turn into an annual report kind of shot when you've got a you've got a person in there they need to be in the right place with the right kind of like body language and for it to not look a little bit cheesy uh i think and then sometimes it works really really well sometimes mm. it just it just fits perfectly with the whole picture um and sometimes it doesn't yeah and I, i'm not sure how intentional it is um but there seems to be um a way to put the, the 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 people as part of the machinery. Yeah, I, I'm 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 not a photographer that's going in and going like uh, you know taking pictures of people's uh, faces and like you know trying to read something into those people. I know that these people have a story to tell and they've got a whole life, and I I can't. I'm not trying to capture that in one picture. And for me, when I'm going to these places, the way that I can get there their story across best is by putting them in their working environment, you know, and like, like you say, like trying to make them part of this machine. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's that, there's that the idea that, you know, people become part of the woodwork. And I think in your portraits, uh, you know, they quite literally are almost part of the woodwork. I don't know. It's, it's, it's something in the, in, in the, in the way that you position people or um, yeah, or capture the, you know, particular parts of the, you know, whether it's hands or, or what have you, you know, there's kind of a, they're like an extension of the of, of, of the of the whole operation around them. Yeah, I mean, I think quite graphically all the time when I'm when I'm shooting. If something is like not feeling quite right, um, then then I'm I'm gonna 
move it around. And when I place people in the portraits, I'm, I'm looking at the whole scene, you know, I'm not like trying to concentrate on them necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course I want to, you know, I want to, I want to try to draw your eyes somewhere. Yeah. But sometimes it's, that's the person. Sometimes it's not the person. Mm. So again, it's quite, it's quite instinctive. Yeah. It's yeah. very instinctive. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But you um, know, it's instinctive, but there's also, it shouldn't be too abstract either. There should be, it should, it should have, a, it should have a meaning or it should, it should tell, it should tell a story. You should be able to, I would, I would, I would like you to be able to look at my pictures and have maybe 10 or 15% understanding of what is going on. So, so you can see that something like this is being made. It, it, the picture relates to the place that it is. It's not like an abstract corner or a pipe on its own. I mean, I love taking shots of like tangles of pipes and, and uh, pipes and wires and stuff like that. But yeah. The, the strongest pictures for me are the ones and the thing that I'm looking for are, are the ones that are, you know, telling a little story. They show something from that place, which is unique to that place, mm. um, because otherwise it just becomes too abstract. And it's like, OK, it's a pretty picture, but what's it? Yeah, what's yeah, it? yeah. What am I learning from it? Yeah. You've kind of got to have some information to be able to ask, of, you know, the viewer have some information to ask themselves questions about it. Yeah. Yeah, so you 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 have like a little understanding of what's there, but you maybe hopefully want to find out a bit more about it. Mm. Um, yeah, for sure. And um, what's it like always working from the position of an outsider? You know, you said that you're going into these spaces that you'll you, you may never understand, and you're going in as a layman. You know, do you kind of thrive off that 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 position of, of, of as being a photographer on the outside? Yeah, I, I quite enjoy it. I mean, it, I've, I've never thought, okay, I'm going to become a particle physicist or I'm going to learn how to um, work in a sausage factory. <laughs> mm. Like, uh, I haven't, um, my interest is from like a slightly different angle. I mean, I probably know a little bit more about particle physics than your average person, but I'm also uh, like very, yeah, the more I've been shooting this stuff, the more I'm become aware that like a little knowledge is a dangerous thing so if i start to talk about you know something that i've learned on a shoot or something i get very quickly i i, I don't want to say too much because i can start talking all sorts of crap about <laughs> and, and like and then i will know that i'm wrong you know like uh, yeah. I, and i i would rather leave it a mystery and and understanding very little than than pretending that i know that i understand more about it um yeah because then people then it just leads to like misinformation and i'm I'm just talking rubbish you know like yeah, yeah, um, but, but if, I, if, people, if people want to know about the abstract corners and the pipe work you're the guy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and the you know sometimes i go to places where they they totally get why i'm there and they've been like i can't believe you there hasn't been a photographer here before i've always thought this was beautiful this machine and then some places they're like what the hell are you taking a picture of that for yeah but in general, I meet really nice people mm. uh, from a totally different walk of life, you know, from like all sorts of different areas that 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 are not are not places that I would ever normally go to, uh, and and I meet all sorts of like super nice people who are very welcoming, and mm. it's always it's always interesting from that yeah. point of view. Well, when when you when you say that the that the commercial and the personal kind of blends together and there's you know there's not there's not really a strict division between the between the two you know that that must be pretty liberating yeah it is i'm 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 lucky like that i mean i get i get hired for the most part to do what i do yeah know? yeah and then yeah, I, that's awesome you know it's you know when i have an art director they're normally like yeah okay you just you know it's more of a collaboration rather than them saying right we want something like this and something like this mm. um and then it's also fun to have collaborators as well. You know, I enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I never, it's been a long time since I've been offered a job, which was like shooting something that wasn't what I wanted to do or what I, my, my kind of cup of tea. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's also great when somebody asks me to shoot something because they, they like my style, but they've never seen me shoot anything like this before, but they think that it could work for this subject. Um, that's also a challenge and, and a good, a good challenge. 
but you know they they have to be doing it because they they like my style and they think it's going to work not just because they need a photographer to shoot this and how much do i cost <laughs> yeah i'm with you yeah yeah, yeah. okay sweet um uh, yeah so just to touch on your on your process a little more um you know you've mentioned the uh you know that there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of consideration that goes into the framing and you know very precise movements to get uh, get the aesthetic as you want it um yeah other than that you know is there anything kind of more technical that goes into your your photography process itself you know is that is it is are you are you producing <clears throat> multiple stitches and stacks and things like that or is it always one frame yeah um in general i try to keep things as simple as possible uh, mm -hmm. i i don't really like having to take too many creative decisions uh in terms of gear and stuff like that when i'm shooting because it just it it seems it distracts me uh, okay. And I just want to concentrate on what it is that I'm trying to photograph and do it in the most simple way that I can. So, you know, over the years, I have added like bits of equipment that have become things that I, I can't live without. Um, but I generally try to keep everything as minimal as I can. You know, I want my, my bag, my camera bag to be as, as, have as, as few like distractions and things like, oh, I could, should it be this or this or like, would I use that or that? Or these, these things just annoy me a little bit. And then I find that when I'm just like, you know, I've got a camera and a lens and a tripod and a shutter release. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's it. I do, uh, <clears throat> I do stack occasionally. Uh, I do stitch occasionally as well for like, you know, big panoramas. It has a lot to do with how much time I have when I'm okay. there. Um, and if I, you know, I, I shoot quite a lot when I, when I go places, I shoot, you know, if I go, if I go on a day shoot of, of like a, a, a factory or a laboratory, I'm going to shoot three to 500 pictures, uh, you know, if I'm on my own, mm -hmm. um, and trying to, trying to stitch every one of them, make, make every one of them into a panorama is going to be gonna be a nightmare right uh so and a lot of time like i don't have that mm. much time but you know normally i would pick like you know it's when i save i save that for when i see one of those shots that i i know is going to go on the wall mm -hmm. um yeah yeah that's cool that's uh that's my that's my thing keep it simple yeah, yeah. cool cool so um so what's next uh well i've had like some projects that I was getting off the ground um, before before Corona and that are just kind of stored because all my work is outside Denmark uh, and all my clients are outside Denmark. So I'm working mm. on getting some Danish clients at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and I'm taking it very, very easy, to be honest. Like this is a kind of like a, I'm quite enjoying it. It's like an it's, it's, I think it's been a good thing. I know we weren't supposed to talk about Corona, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just life in general right now. Yeah, yeah, life in general is is like very relaxed, uh, and I was stressing a little bit that I couldn't travel, and now I'm I'm looking forward to traveling again. But I'm also thinking it's like been really healthy to just stop everything mm. and just take take a break. Where am I? What am I doing? And uh, and I'm also you know, I have two exhibitions that are just about to launch and the book has just launched. So everything was like, let's go. And then mm -hmm. let's okay, stop. Let's wait. <laughs> uh, but it's all going to happen. So I'm just kind of twiddling my thumbs. I'm selling mm -hmm. a lot of prints at the moment, which is, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, that was something that I wanted to, to, to get going, to concentrate on more properly, but I've always been a bit too busy. Uh, and now I've, you know, set up like a good, print system and you can buy them on my site and i'm selling quite a lot so that's really good you know and yeah. that's something for me which is hopefully going to keep going the rest of my career you know that I, i've kind of kick-started here i was selling prints before but you know it was a little bit here a little bit there and now it's uh now it's running so yeah yeah fantastic um and uh do do do, do you, i suppose we don't have any idea of when but um are the are the exhibitions 
I suppose, going to be extended, you know, taking this into consideration? Yeah, I mean, that's the good thing about all this is that I think that they've they've basically cancelled all the exhibitions that are coming after uh, because they don't know when they're going to open and they don't know if they've got any money and they don't know. So my exhibitions, which are just open and, and about to open, I, they're going to, instead of running for three months, maybe they're going to run for like seven or eight months. So awesome. that's, that's, that's the upside. Yeah. Um, in London, it's, it's, it's there, it's hanging. It's just, they need to open the doors. And then France, they are hanging it right now. Okay, sweet. As soon as you're allowed like more than 10 people in a room at one time, then, or as soon as like museums and stuff are allowed to open, I guess. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Well, great to chat to you, man. Appreciate you taking the time. You too.